Hi, my name is Anatazi Barbe, and I am a professional character actress, which basically means I get paid money to be everybody except for myself, which isn't so bad sometimes. I'm also a volunteer at Hunter House Victorian Museum in Norfolk, uh, in West Freemason. There, I am kind of their resident character actress, uh, and I've played everyone from Alice from Alice in Wonderland to Sarah Sanderson and Elphaba, and even a few characters that I've made up, like the governess. And I love it. And we've got a murder mystery actually coming up in September and October that's going to be a lot of fun that I get to participate in every year. And my three favorite vegan friendly restaurants in the area are um, Oropax Greek restaurant um, that is in West Ghent, um, Urban Ice, which is an awesome rolled ice cream place in Norfolk, and then also Mod Pizza in Chesapeake. I didn't realize you wanted to do video. I mean, we can if you want, but I look oh. like a bridge troll. Oh, I just, I, my camera automatically is on. Today is one of those days. Every day is one of those days, though, it feels like. And now, since I don't have a vehicle to drive presently, I just kind of have given up on life, so. Oh my god, I know exactly what you mean. And it's fun when they, they, like, Mike had to go in, and that's how we found out what all was going on with my car. Nobody, I guess, thought that I was too concerned about my vehicle that I haven't seen in almost two weeks. So, you know. Oh, man. That sucks. Where did you leave it? Um, it's, and usually they're great. I take it over to, um, the dealership I bought it at, Southern Kia Greenbrier. Mm -hmm. I think he's a new, um, a new freaking service manager or whatever. So he's still kind of getting his bearings. But it's like... Dude, all you had to, and he told Mike, he was like, I could have sworn I called her. Mike's like, yeah, no, you, yeah, nobody called her. So. It's the thing about Kia, because my mom has a Kia, and we had it at the one in Virginia Beach, and it was the same deal. They they held on to it for, like, what was it, like, six months? Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was insane. Did she end up with a really bad, because mine is, it was a recall um, that they had on, um, something with the engine i'm getting a whole new brand new engine but all the parts are on back order from south korea yeah that sounds about right yeah, and i got stuff like that i need out of my car and i'm just like so i'm probably gonna ask them hey since y'all are gonna have this for a while can i come up and get some of this stuff please yeah if you need me to help you get there too just let me know luckily and they're only luckily a mile away it's like right over off of an indian or off of a military but it's like it's just, dude, like, I don't want my car back. I want to at least know what's going on with it and, and a general idea of how long they're going. They didn't even offer me um, a rental. <gasps> really? Mike had to tell them, hey, are you guys going to provide a rental for my wife? They were like, oh, we thought we did. And he's like, yeah, no. You, you so now we're waiting to hear from the enterprise that's across from the dealership so that I can get a rental. So luckily I don't have a Clark Kent job like I used to because like, it's like, what were they, you know, hey guys, I mean, every, are you gonna just make me walk everywhere? <laughs> That's so effed up. Yeah, yeah, and it's never been, like I've always had really good luck with them and I've had my car for, I bought it in 2015, so, um, I don't know. Is it a 2015? It is, yep. 
Okay. I think ours is a 2012, but we ended up having... It's 2013? And we ended up having to uh, replace the engine. Okay, so I guess it's just a Kia thing. Yeah, luckily it's covered by the warranty, thank God. It's tender Meanwhile, the whole thing had to be Mom has a Kia Soul, right? Yeah. Yeah, the same. It looks like Yoda. Yes, I know. I was, I was torn between... The green one, the yellow one, and the red one. I went ahead and went with the red one, but those three, it was like, oh, because green's my favorite color. Oh. So I was like, do I want the green one, or... I went ahead and went with red, but like, yeah, I was so torn between which one of the ones I wanted. As seen in Angie and Rhoda's driving lessons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In case you were wondering. Now I'm had to let Mike have me use his car, or have Mike let me use his car. Luckily, I don't have to drive in the, the, uh, Angie gets her Corvid tested sketch. Oh, I'm that's... just sitting in the car because, uh, he has a manual transmission, so. <laughs> oh, heck no. I've tried. Angie bro- That'd be funny though. Anthony Senior tries to te- teach Angie how to drive a manual, because that will be in real time. Oh my gosh, that sounds like the perfect excuse for another sketch. I know, right? He's over there like, I don't want to burn my clutch out. <laughs> Man, I I think the last time I tried, I was driving an like a. Probably an early 2000s Honda. Kept making the thing stall out. But the time before that, I tried a 78 VW bus, and I was able to drive it fine. The first one I was going to actually learn to drive was Mike had a... What was your... Was it 78 or 79? Your Beamer. Mike had a 78 Beamer. I wish we... It was such a cool car. But, um, the car that he got in Sicily just to drive around town. And that was the first car I tried to learn in. And in Europe, it's all, like, backwards. And so... Yeah, that <laughs> that didn't work. Oh yeah, my friend, because my friend Sonia was trying to teach me how to drive it, and she drives manual, but she learned to drive, you know, in the U.S. and the way it is in the U.S. And she was like, she's like, Anna, I can't figure this stupid car out. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just I'm glad I've never had to. Yeah. Learn- I feel like I need to learn it just in case, but I'm like, you know what? I've made it this long. <laughs> I know people that still don't even know how to drive, and they're, I think, older than you, too. Okay, see? Yeah. There's a few people left on the planet that are older than me. <laughs> and don't know how to drive. Yes. So, what are we doing about growers and showers? Ah, uh, well, um, I'm working on, currently working on, um, Bree's character. Okay. So, um, I've been working on, I, me and Allison, um, who, she and I are writing the, a bunch of the segments together, um, <clears throat> we're working, we sat down the other night and built Bree's character, so now I'm putting the script together, um, and then I know between three of us will kind of write the host's part once I have an idea of I should have one more character that I need to find out kind of what they're all about. I have my buddy Justin Wilson. He sent me, um, he and and Jenny sent me their, his uh, character's um, recording 
I just need to sit down and put together his um, teaser segment like I did for mine and for Jenny's and put that out and then it's just about really finishing Breeze getting her filmed we're gonna film hers at the museum getting the host segments done and then I got one more character um, that I gotta um, get it's always it's always pets around here but uh, yeah I've got to do that and then slap it all together <laughs> Awesome. I'm excited. I, I've been like going crazy to be quite honest, not having anything that I'm working on to like be able to put out immediately. Like I, I'm sitting on a bunch of things that need to be edited and then put out later, and it's just not the same. We were on a roll, and I, I miss you. I miss you too. And my mom asked. She was like, she said, so did Angie and Rhoda break up? I said, no. Angie and Rhoda have just both been running around like chickens with their heads cut off the past two weeks. So, because I know we've got the the christening one that I'm so excited to do that one. The um In my pain. The, Dennis Jr. Jr. Jr.'s christening. Ah! Um, and then the Angie gets her Corvids tested. And then, um, God, I just, I'm ready for us to get more Angie and Rhoda stuff together. We need to. I feel like it's been so long since I've seen you. It reminds me of the day we were reconnected. You remember, Ro? I need one of the your largest snickerdoodle coffees, please. <laughs> I heard that to die for. Doodle dummy. You're in luck, lady. You got the last snickerdoodle surprise. Um, excuse me, that's my drink. You cut me in line? Hey, who is that? Where are your glasses, Mrs. Silvestri? Silvani. Oh. It's Salavani. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Rhoda from the, Oh, Rhoda from the DMV in high school. Hey, why you our valedictor? Hey, you have to announce that. I don't like people knowing that I'm a hard worker. It's a secret. Soon they'll be expecting results at work. I didn't think you would actually take my drink. You owe me. Luckily, I made it out of that car with my life. You never answered my first question. What was that? Your glasses. You're not on my face. You know, the whiplash. They're uh, up on top of your head. Oh, well, that explains why I can't see. <laughs> this tastes nothing like Snickers. The surprise. You must have gotten the uh snickerdoodle cookie coffee. Wait, Angie, doodle isn't just one of your goofy isms. I didn't even want coffee. I was looking for Ben and Jerry's. How about I'll be your eyes and uh you can be my memories? I think that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I think that's the nicest thing I ever said. Wait a minute. How did you even get here if you didn't get your license today? 
Yeah, and you changed me that day. I'm not as angry now because I call you my friend and partner in crime. I convinced Bud not to press charges. How are your classes doing? It's good. I just started my um, Second City writing class on Monday. And it was a lot of, it was so much fun to be just getting to um, collaborate with people that like, people I don't even know. So like, um, just getting to sit down and get to know new people. Cause like, I love writing with, I love writing with my friends, but it's cool to get to also meet and engage with people who have the same kind of common goal that I have, who I've never worked with before. Um, we were coming up with, um, like onion style um, uh, headings for art for like you know the onion like headings and stuff and it was just so much fun to be doing that that's so awesome yeah, so that one's going to my voiceover classes I've got my next to last voiceover class with the actor's place tonight um, and that's just me but Keith is all I mean I love taking classes at the actor's place it's just um uh, it's awesome. Um, and so then I also took my voiceover with George McGrath, and that was where I got to do more like of a character and narration stuff. So um, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. How did you get involved with the Actors Place? Um, funny story. So before I ever even moved back out here, I was looking for when I was living in Sicily. I was looking for acting classes for when I got back to the states, and I emailed Keith. And this is eleven years ago. Um, I emailed Keith and was like, so you're moving back to the area and I was interested in classes. He's like, yep, just, you know, contact me when you're back in the area and, you know, I'll let you know what our class schedule is and everything. Long story short, I didn't finally end up taking my first acting class at the Actors Place until 2019, which was like seven or eight years after I moved back here, back to the, uh, the States. Uh, but I took his Meisner class first. It's a 20-week class and it just... It's, it's awesome. He's just the, it's, he's the best. Um, and from there, I just continue to take classes with him. I was in the scene study class when COVID kicked in. So I was actually one class away from my scene partner, Kyle and I were going to do our scene and be done with scene study. And that never got to happen because COVID came along and ended everything but luckily Keith's been able to start a zoom platform so I took his audition technique class and I was voiceover class both um, through zoom okay so so you were doing it in person was it Norfolk until Before COVID. yes yeah he's in Norfolk oh man yeah until COVID and then after that it was um all virtual Are you okay? Okay, go do your homework. All right, I'm back. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Before we set this up, I was talking to my mom about how how I can't really do this in my room because my Wi-Fi connection is so crap that it'll shut off the Zoom call in the middle of it. So I have to do it in the middle of the living room. And she's, you know, she's loud. She's animated. She likes to sing through the house. This is her house, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, man, I feel bad making you sit in your room there. And then I was thinking about you guys, and I was like, we all have such a fun family dynamic, and I can't wait to capture that on this call. <laughs> I was like, where am I going to, like, because right now Mike and I are redoing our bedroom, so it's just a nightmare in there. So, like, I was like... Where am I gonna do the Zoom? I've got, I'm in my dining room. I was like, it's, there's no quiet place in this entire house. It's ridiculous. Even if I'm in my bedroom, there's like this entire, like 16 generations of crows that live in my backyard that seem to know when I'm doing voiceover stuff because they'll be silent all day long. The second I go in there, cause I know it's somewhat quiet. And so the second I go in there to try and do voiceover, Every crow within that large family decides, hey, we're going to start screeching for no apparent reason at all. A murder of crows ruined yeah. my audition. Or my memoirs. Yes, and that's who the memoir. <laughs> murder of crows ruined my entire audiobook career. Oh my god. I tried to record the raven and the raven fucked it up. So before you moved to Virginia for this this last time, had you been here before? Yes, um, Joey was actually born here. Um, Mike and I, Mike was stationed here when we got married, two thousand five. So um, we lived in a seedy little apartment. Um, <laughs> uh, it wasn't that bad, but we lived uh, in an apartment. Um, until he had to go to school and deploy for the, his first deployment that he had when we were married. Joey was only a year old. So I went ahead and moved back to Texas with my mom and stayed there until we moved to Sicily. Um, but yeah, so I lived here for about a year-ish, a year and some change um, back in 2005, 2006. Was that the apartment that you were telling me was haunted? Yes. Seriously. And apparently my unit was, it was, our unit was, and so was, I had a friend, I used to have a friend who she lived in an apartment that was like on the other side of the complex, and apparently their apartment was haunted too, so. Oh man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us your story? Sure. Yeah. So, um, the first story was before I lived there. Um, Mike, he used to, we had like a little, um, janky little entertainment center kind of thing. And he would throw his change next to the TV and then he'd go out, sit on our porch, um, to smoke or on our patio. Well, he would just throw the change there. He didn't really stack it or anything. And one day he came back in and all of his coins were stacked like by, by coin perfectly on the thing. Ooh. Um, yeah. And he, he thought might've, might've been the roommate, but it was not the roommate. Um, so yeah and then um another time i don't know this is when i was pregnant with joey i'm not sure i think it was when his family was out visiting us after we got married um he was taking a shower and all of a sudden the water turned cold and it wasn't that they just turned cold someone had turned the water to the cold and he thought that i had snuck in and played a prank on him he was like he yelled out the door he's like that's not funny and i was like i don't what are you talking about he was like you turned the water on uh -oh. I've been in the living room and his mom was like, no, she's been in the living room. We've been sitting watching TV. So somebody turned the cold water on. 
Um, my last straw, as far as sleeping in our bedroom, which was right next to our bathroom, was when um, I was like a thousand months pregnant with Joey. I was laying there trying to sleep. Mike was underway and our bathroom sink turned on. And I was like, nope, I'm done. So I slept on our extremely uncomfortable uh, futon until Mike came back. I was like, I told him, he called me. I was like, I'm not sleeping in our bedroom anymore. He's like, what's wrong? I was like, uh, our bathroom's haunted. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. So, um, and then Joey, he would, he was the easiest baby, but he would wake up in the morning just talking to somebody sitting in his crib just chit-chatting with somebody so yeah that, that was is freaky where were you again there it was there the pinewood garden apartments they were over off of east little creek okay so um right between the two bases basically the two norfolk bases do you remember having a lot of weird dreams when you lived there too with me is i've always had weird dreams like I mean, you know my sleep paralysis story because that's where waking came from oh, yeah. um but for me it's hard to gauge just because my entire life i've had weird dreams i've had precognizant pre like precog dreams they used to be pregnancy dreams all the time like if i dreamed a family member was going to be pregnant within a year they were pregnant i stopped telling people because i was like ah We'll let them be surprised. <laughs> whether or not they, whether or not it's something they're excited about, you know. Yeah, that's funny. So, but yeah, um, but in that apartment, like, it was just a weird. I got weird, a weird vibe there. So I slept on the couch a lot when Mike was gone. I would not sleep in our bedroom. <sighs> That had to suck. And being pregnant? I can't even imagine. Yeah, and I was super pregnant with Joey. So, um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I refused when he was gone until I got a TV in there. When I got a TV in there, I just had the TV on at night, and it was a little bit easier for me to sleep, because I would just turn on Nick at night, and that was, you know, back before Netflix and all that stuff was a thing. And I would just lay there and sleep with the TV on. It got a little bit easier with the TV on because I could ignore noises then. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned sleep paralysis and waking before. How did you get involved with the Hunter House? Um, so I, it was between, um, jobs. I'd stopped working. I, was, I worked at Dillard's for like two years. And so at the time I had no job to speak of. Um, and I promised myself, I was like, cause Francesca, that was like, I think that was the first year or second year she was doing full days at school. And I was like, I need to start taking myself out on day trips and getting out of the house. So I saw that this little Victorian house museum was having different little lectures out in their garden. I was like, you know what? I am going to go to this lecture. So I went to, um, it was in October of 2017, I went to a lecture on um, Penny Dreadfuls, which I thought was really cool. And then that same week I went, and my friend who I'm friends with now, um, her name is Alex Whiteside, she was giving a lecture on um, Deathly Victorian, all the things in your house that could kill you during the Victorian time period. <gasps> what it was awesome. it was so, she's like the best i love her lectures um 
but that was when I decided I was like, I'm after this, I'm going to ask the person who was working there at the time if they take volunteers. That same day, I got my three inch thick uh, volunteer binder. It's no longer that. Now it's a much smaller binder, but and uh, that was October 2017. And I have been volunteering there ever since. I love it. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Francesca's the, the junior docent. She probably could give a better tour than me at this point. <laughs> no. But yeah, so and it opens, the season starts April 1st. That's awesome. I can't wait. I've, I've missed going over there. I try to, I go for, and try to help with the teas when I can, but it's been with the kids being home it's just been so difficult to get to do anything that i wanted to do luckily joey's back in school since he's in special education his class is only there's only a few kids in his class but francesca is still just two days a week and so i have to be home to make sure she's actually signing into her classes and doing what she's supposed to so, i know what you mean looking forward to being able to do my volunteering at the museum again though because i have missed it Oh, it gets so humid here that everything ends up moldy if you're in a place for too long. That was our apartment, that haunted apartment. Like, it would get so humid in that apartment that I had little candy dishes with, um, uh, Jolly Ranchers in them. And my Jolly Ranchers would, like, melt in my apartment. And I'm just like, no, this is not... Mm-mm. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, that's one thing I hate about Virginia. Tell me something you hate about Virginia. <laughs> Let's see. After I plug this stupid thing in... Well, you think it's that... Like... Oh, now we're plugged in. Good deal. Something I hate about Virginia. Um, <laughs> nope driving like now i'm from the dfw area where people drive like jerks but there's kind of a method to our madness i guess okay i have like for example acceleration zones everybody in texas knows that like you get faster you go faster (laughs) you get up to the speed of traffic on the highway here like, I will have people literally slam on their brakes in front of me in an acceleration zone. And I'm like, what? no, this is not, that is not what this is here. We're, you know, this is in Los Angeles where they have the red lights. Like, there's no light here. You get fast and you go. Brake checkers. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, it's because they're afraid to get on the highway. And I'm like, okay, look, if you're afraid to get on the highway, go take Virginia Beach Boulevard like everybody else. Because it feels like everybody is on Virginia Beach Boulevard all hours of the day. But, um, but yeah, that and the people that get on the highway and then continue to go 40. I've never seen that in my life until I was here. And I've driven through Oklahoma. And <laughs> I'm from Texas, so I will always rip on Oklahoma. But like, um, but yeah, like I have never encountered people that drive slow on the highway. Because where I'm from, like, 70 is the 70, 80, 85. Those are our highways. And so, and I don't do that here because, you know, I don't want to get put in jail. 
But I'm like, dude, at least can you go the 55 that is marked there? Um, but yeah. So those are my biggest gripe with Virginia, honestly, is just the driving. I can't. And people are always like, it's because there are so many people from so many different places here. I'm like, no, bro. Like, most of the people that are driving poorly are the people that are from here. Yeah, thank you. Oh, it's raining outside. That means I should go extra fast because my brakes are something I should test. <laughs> Have you been to a lot of different places in Virginia, or have you pretty much just been in the, like, Chesapeake, Norfolk area since you've been here? Pretty much just, other than I've gone to, um, I've been to Alexandria because, um, my friends Raven and Jackie from the museum when we were coming back from, when I was with the Victorians, I was a president of the local chapter of the Victorian Society that no longer exists, the local chapter, but we were going out to D.C. for a conference thing. And so I got to go to Alexandria, and that was really cool. Um, and other than that, uh, I went to Smithfield once, and I haven't, other than that, really been, like, anywhere at all, other than the 757. Okay. Did you go to Bacon's Castle when you were in Smithfield? No, I just went out there for a photo shoot, so I didn't get to go see anything. I just drove around, because I was lost, because I get lost a lot, um, even with GPS. And I was like, oh, it's really pretty here. I have absolutely no idea where I'm at. Um, but it's pretty nonetheless. You know? Aw. It is really pretty out there. We should we should make a, a field trip. I just want to say I think it's so awesome. And you've really inspired me to just make opportunities for ourselves in the, in the industry. And I think that's... That's really going to help propel us forward for the future. Cross. Mm -hmm. I'm trying. Thank you for doing what you do and always, you know, being dedicated to your craft. Thank you for being my partner in crime. Like, seriously, like with Angie. I enjoyed the character, but it wasn't until Angie and Rhoda joined forces that like it was like transformers you know like yeah no no voltron it was more like voltron there we go i mean you know transformers are great too but it was like voltron because then we came together and made something even more awesome so um because i was kind of getting like the angie sketches i was having fun with them but it was like i need somebody to play off of like you know, it's fun to do my own little vignettes sometimes but otherwise I felt like it was, I was like, you know, I'm not really going anywhere with this, but now I have a partner in crime and I'm excited. Love you. Love you too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Dear Chesapeake, your wilderness and wildlife are your only salvation. In a sea of chads and mesh and denim hats and Haley's and fluffy pink pajama pants. I hope one day your area will reflect more of the culture and diversity of your surrounding areas. Not to talk trash, but literally your most defining feature is your landfill and something called Greenbrier Mall. 
I will pour some out for the families affected by your polluted water. I'll give you some credit. In 2021, I bet your tap water is at least safe for pets and houseplants. It's always swampy. That's going to be fun. So. Perfect. That, that we should um, try to do a little bit of before this episode comes out and put that in here too. Okay. I would like that. That one's going to be, I'm super excited. Now I've got a place to utilize for it. I'm going to use a venue on 35th. So, um, and so that, that feels good. because I know that it's, it's a local business that I love. that has been part of kind of my comedy journey. And so it'll be nice to get to have it as, as part of that, that whole thing that I'm creating. I love it. That's so awesome. Thanks again for listening. And please remember to follow Love Letters to Virginia podcast on Instagram and Love Letters to Virginia on TikTok. By the way, the Love Letters to Virginia website is officially up. So if you are looking for any updates or if you want to find the easiest way to connect with me to be on the show, go to loveletterstovirginia.com. Thank you.